Has God ever asked the, if not impossible, the highly implausible of you? Ever given you a task without enough or maybe really any resources to complete it? Think of a time you've been involved in a ministry or even felt called to do something in your personal life, maybe help someone or undertake a specific project for the good of the community or whatever. And it was so overwhelming that you didn't even know where to begin. As I was thinking about times in my life like this, and there have been a few, the most prominent memory is when lockdown for COVID first happened. Specifically when we realized we would not be back in two weeks like we originally thought. At the time, I had exactly no experience creating videos. My congregation at the time didn't stream our worship service then, and we couldn't gather. Our beliefs say that we are called, gathered, enlightened, and sanctified, made holy by the Holy Spirit. The gathering part is important. Being together as God's people is a large part of what makes us, us. I couldn't quite imagine a world in which we could be the body of Christ without being in the same location on a regular basis. I knew we were supposed to, though. More than that, I knew we were still the church. I just didn't see many options on how to make that truth apparent to anyone else or even really see how it was possible myself. It was a big task with extremely limited resources and few possible plans on how to accomplish it. That's probably a fraction of what the disciples felt when Jesus said, they do not need to go away, you give them something to eat. The crowd was 5,000 men plus women and children. That's a lot of people. It takes a good bit of coordination and planning on my part to successfully feed six people every day. Feeding 10,000 plus on the spot isn't really a thing that can be accomplished, even if you're in a grocery store parking lot. But that crowd was in the wilderness. They ended up in the wilderness because Jesus had just received the news that his cousin John the Baptist had been beheaded. Grieving, Jesus withdrew on a boat to a deserted place to be by himself. He needed some time alone to mourn. The people in the nearby towns, though, heard that he was out in the wilderness. And they also knew that he healed people and taught very compelling things about God. And so they just followed him out there, right to the water's edge. I might have been tempted to stay in the middle of the lake, but Jesus went ashore and had compassion on the crowd. The word translated compassion is a visceral, very powerful emotion. This isn't just a, oh, those poor people. It's a gut-wrenching compassion for their suffering. So Jesus began healing them. And apparently healing the sick in a crowd of 10,000 plus is time-consuming. And so evening came, and there everyone still was out in the wilderness. The disciples, perhaps with stomachs grumbling, pointed out the late hour to Jesus and asked him to send the crowd back to the villages they walked from so they could get some food. 
which is a reasonable request when there's enormous, an enormous crowd essentially in the desert. The wilderness in Israel is not known for its food. Remember how the Israelites were freed from slavery by Moses, but then couldn't find food in the wilderness that they were led into. God had to send manna and quail then. Or when Jesus was tempted for 40 days, and one of the temptations was to turn the stones in the wilderness into bread. Despite the food desert they were in, Jesus refused to send people home. He told the disciples to feed them instead. All the disciples had to accomplish that task was two fish and five loaves of bread, likely what someone brought along for the day for him or herself. When the disciples pointed this detail out to Jesus, he asked them to bring the bread to him. And Jesus took the bread and broke it and gave thanks and gave it to the disciples. Reminds me of another holy meal Jesus will be present at in a few minutes. But instead of giving it to the disciples and saying, take and eat, Jesus told them to feed the crowd. They took the same five loaves and the same two fish that they'd been given, and they got to work. And all ate and were filled, our gospel text tells us, Remarkable no matter when and where, but particularly remarkable then and there, since most people in the crowd that day were probably not used to having full stomachs. Not only did everyone eat their fill, 12 baskets full of leftovers were collected. Jesus saw the needs of the people, and they mattered to him. So Jesus did something about it. But he didn't do it alone. He enlisted the disciples to help. And it wasn't until they started distributing the food, blessed by Jesus, that the food started to multiply. Now I'll admit that I have never seen a miracle on quite that scale. But I have seen God provide what was needed to help people in need time and time again. I've been at a funeral luncheon that had way too many people for the amount of food that we'd prepared. There is nothing that strikes panic into the heart of a pastor like not having enough food to feed a grieving group of people. We just hadn't expected so many people to come to the luncheon, and there was nowhere near enough food until the Baptist showed up. With sides and desserts because the son of the deceased attended their church. And they wanted him to know that they loved him and supported him in his grief. We hadn't asked them to bring anything. We hadn't planned on their help. We had enough for everyone to get their fill. I haven't seen five loaves and two fish feed 10,000, but I have seen a congregation of about 30-ish weekly worship attendants provide coats and Christmas presents and shoes and clothes and Christmas dinner to 16 people in five different families, even though Christmas is a financially tight time for just about everyone. Yours truly signed the congregation up for more families than was reasonable because we couldn't stand the thought of children not having a good Christmas. And everyone in the congregation just figured it out and met the needs of those families. 
I haven't seen five loaves and two fish feed 10,000 people, but I have seen our neighbors here in Loveland receive the help they desperately need because of your generosity. And I have heard about how when the discretionary fund, which provides that financial support, gets low, somehow donations always come in and we are able to continue to help. I haven't seen five loaves and two fish feed 10,000, but I have seen how churches across the world reformed new ways of being Christ's body during the height of the global pandemic and really every day since. I learned how to make videos. We figured out how to worship outside. I even did a stint leading worship on the back of a pickup truck. All of us around the world learned new ways of being Christ's body together. We discovered that God shows up in many forms of worship, online, outside, inside and distanced, and so many variations besides. We found community could be built in unexpected ways. We as God's people were shown again and again and again that God provides resources, energy, creativity, and endurance. Christ multiplies every good thing in us and in our world. Short on resources, Jesus provides. Feeling low on gratitude, Jesus has it covered. What about grace, excitement, forgiveness, mercy, ideas? When we bring all of ourselves and give it to Christ, no matter how meager our offerings are, Jesus uses it for the good of the world, and it becomes enough with his blessing. Jesus still feels that gut-wrenching compassion toward everyone in need, and Jesus still helps, and Jesus still calls us to be a part of that process. So who around you is hungry? Who is hungry for actual food? Unfortunately, there's no shortage either here in Loveland or beyond. Who is hungry in other ways? For a genuine welcome, for unconditional love. To hear about our God who so loved the world that he sent his only son. And how is it that Jesus is telling us to feed them? If it seems overwhelming, we just have to recall what Jesus can do with five loaves, two fish, and disciples who are willing to serve. Amen.